So this is a this is a podcast now. Oh yeah, yeah this is a podcast. This Do you want to po- introduce what uh, what maybe the name of the podcast is? Right. So if you're like looking for the podcast, you're gonna have less success finding us. Oh yeah, Google search the podcast. Definitely not gonna find. Yeah, us. just look up our podcast. Oh uh, my god, that's when we'll know we made it. Like truly made it. Yeah, that'd be that'd be the jam right there. That'd be the jam. Oh. Um. So welcome to Bowling for Penguins. This is episode twelve. Know that. Oh I shit. Looked up. Oh. Pre-search. Do some pre-search. <laughs> it's like prehab. I never heard that before. Isn't that, isn't all research? Pre- no, I guess it's post. Never mind. It doesn't matter. Anyway, Hi. welcome w- to Bowling for Penguins. Yeah, welcome to from, <laughs> welcome to Bowling for Penguins. This is a, a cool episode. This is uh, a really cool episode. I'm really really excited about this one. Yeah, can can you talk about it a little bit? Yeah, totally. And uh, so we normally record uh, in the living room of uh, the apartment that's above the gym, and I'm always like. Hey, heads up, you might hear barbells. We're not actually there right now. Somewhere else. We're somewhere else, mysteriously. We left. Um, we are uh, at my parents' house, uh, which is up in the North Bay, and so you might actually hear, like, birds and whooshing sounds from uh, from trees and wind. Chirp, chirp. And also Brian. <laughs> it's wild so it's out a here. Little, it's a little different. Um, and the reason that we're up here um, is, and recording is because we actually interviewed my grandmother, um, who is 91, almost 91, um, and uh, works out very regularly. And we really wanted to talk about uh, how lifting and resistance training and uh, fitness generally helps you age more functionally and age better in general. Um, and we were all prepared to talk about that um, with all of our vast knowledge of deep age. Um, when we were up here talking to my grandmother and she was talking about her workout routine and it's just way more compelling to have an almost 91 year old talk about that yeah 100% I was just stoked to talk to your grandma she's cool she's a real badass lady yeah it's just like she's she's funny and smart and like had some fun stuff to say and some like clearly more insight onto this topic than I could possibly have 100% yeah and so she um, she talks uh, a bit about what got her into training. Mm-hmm. Um, she talks a little bit about what she does for training and like the progression of that. Right. Uh, and then you know she also talks about like what she likes, what she doesn't like, um, and she's really fucking candid. Yeah. Um, which is one of my favorite things about her is she uses language incredibly efficiently, right. um, but also tactfully and in a way that's digestible. So I think it's really cool, and I think that this interview is going to be really beneficial for anybody of all ages, um, but especially for older folks. Like, if you're a, a younger athlete and you've got somebody older that you want to train, this might be a great one to send them because she's got some really, really pertinent advice for how to start um, and how to train safely at any age. Yeah, and I think it's like there's – she doesn't pull any punches. It's like, right – Right to the point. Like very, I like that efficiency of language. Right. Um, and I think there were there were like moments where I'm like that's really incredibly profound, both within this, within the topic at hand, and then outside of it, um, which I thought was it was cool in terms of I won't spoil the surprise about what um, parts there are, um, right. or I won't like force your hand like this is the profound shit. 
Um, but I thought there were some cool things in there that uh, that apply, and you could say, hey, here's, um, you know, here's, um, here's how, you know, if you're trying to talk to someone about getting into training and getting started, um, or if you just want to listen to someone who's um, taken on training and has a really, really rad perspective on it. Um, absolutely there's a lot of value in there so absolutely and like honestly uh, she said some things that were specifically applicable to an older person Mm -hmm. but like the vast majority of what she said was applicable to all athletes and I thought that that was really cool it's something that I didn't expect at all I expected to get a um, how to train as a super senior and what I got was 75% really good advice for an athlete and a human right and uh, like 25% specific to uh super seniors her, yeah, she, her term by the way right and also she talks shit about the other dudes that, uh, she talks shit about the dudes at the gym which is like a <laughs> fucking great moment um in like the nicest way possible um so also i just want to like warn you guys we were in um my aunt's backyard when we recorded so uh the sound quality is gonna be a little bit different um my uncle very graciously because it's a very hot day came and brought us um Lemonade right in the middle of our interview. We've also got lots of dogs running around chasing yeah. little flies and stuff in the sky. Um, so you'll you'll hear some some kind of random stuff like that, which I actually really like in podcasts. Yeah, like some life enters in. Like um, the, the sterile pod exactly, room. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then also uh, we uh, turned off the mic and we were like, okay, cool. You know, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah. Um, and then she started dropping some like really good shit. Right. Um, and so there might be some awkward transitions in there because we were like, oh gosh, got to get the microphone back on and record this because this is really, really good. Yeah, we're like, you're just dropping gold. Like, let's get that back. Yeah, so. yeah. She's a really incredible lady. So do you want to talk about you and uh, what you're into? What kind of, what kind of, what are you, what are you driving at here? Oh, the podcast on. Hi. Uh, <laughs> I'm Brian. And I'm not sure if you should share that on a podcast. Yeah, maybe we just start this one over from scratch. <laughs> I have a gross tendency uh, or an overwhelming tendency to say, I'll delete things or I'll edit that out. And then I do not do that. I know. I find it very entertaining. Yeah, it's very, it's actually reminiscent of a movie man. Like, that's watching a lot. Like, oh, yeah, we'll edit um, that my out. My favorite murder does that too. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, by the way. This is not relevant to this at all. I fucking figure out who it is. <laughs> I'll tell you about it. Don't forget. <laughs> okay. Do you talk about you? I'm Brian. Who the fuck are you? Why people should listen to you? Totally. Uh, I'm a, Brian. I'm a coach. Um, Do you have a last name, Brian? Yep. Totally. Um, and I coach. <laughs> uh, I'm Brian Wilbur. Uh, I coach. Uh, uh, I'm a coach of the Resilient Strength. I'm running. Uh, some, some camps there, and I'm yep. also um, uh, an athletic performer coach at and, and football coach at Hunter High School. Uh, professional things are kind of boring. I'm mostly like uh, looking at chasing whales and going on hikes and getting up early in the morning and lifting weights. And I like moving and reading and just moving and reading, and it's boring. Exploring. 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 Um, I am Holly. I own uh, The Resilient Strength in Oakland. Uh, I'm also a, a human performance coach. I'm stealing that. What up? Um, and, uh, and I guess also personal trainer, if you want to call it that. 
Um, and it's really hard to uh, talk about anything that I'm into without talking about our morning. So I'm just going to like briefly talk about our morning. Tight. Do you own any other companies? Oh, shit. I did it. Yeah. Okay. I also own uh, Fitquick uh, Performance Mix. You, um, you own Fitquick. Own which Fitquick. is a protein baking mix. Um, and uh, by the way, those are all on the same website. Fitquick is on the merch aspect Tight. of the um, back end of the um, website, which is the resilient strength dot life which is like when i got that i was so stoked i was like dot life like um so uh we got up hella early which is like a totally normal thing we've been doing this pretty much every single sunday since we met not atypical um and then we went to uh point reyes which is like a coastal national seashore i think is what it's called like instead of like a national park it's a national seashore sounds accurate um we went on this uh nine mile hike I think it's actually a little bit more. It's almost 10 miles um, round trip. Sounds about right. Uh, to this point that actually goes out into the ocean. Now, last time we did this, it was like Highlander. It was like really, really tight fog, which yeah. was its own mysterious fun thing. Yeah. Um, but we got to the end of the point and we were like, well, this is tight. Like there's some seals. I'm flying my droney around um, and uh, looking at like starfishes and shit in the water. Yeah. And then Brian notices that there's like a whole fucking pot of whales immediately offshore playing in the kelp so we just like casually hung out with some fucking whales all morning so yeah. it's hard for me to say anything other than like, like exactly what you just did right like what else am i into besides like looking at whales from the trail like and flying ro- helicopter robots out to go see them yeah and like, tag teaming our fucking spotting of whale drone video yeah we're like like being like captain navigator and like all like pilot like 12 o'clock, 12 o'clock sharp, go, go, go. Like, <laughs> like, all of a sudden, you become like a fucking flight deck top gun person. Like, get this drone off the ground. We got to go see these. Like, <laughs> like, like, like full launch team. I know, we're like, running. Changing out batteries. Changing out batteries. Changing all three of the batteries. Yeah. It was hectic. Um, but we got some really cool footage. Um, so, if you're interested in uh, random footage of nature stuff from drones, we got some really good stuff. And uh, I'll have that on my nature porn account as well. Cool. So, uh, do you want to talk about my introduce the interview? Yeah, and now we're going to do the interview with my grandma. So we talk often about how lifting and resistance training helps us like age better and stay functional for longer. Is that why you started working out, or was it for another reason? I started working out at a medical gym called Heart Smart. Okay. And it was because I had a heart attack in my cardiologist suggested that since I'm not normally very active, physically active, that this would be a good thing. So I went to that for many, many years, and then I had another more serious heart attack, and they diagnosed me with cardiac heart failure, congestive heart failure, which affects not only your heart, but your lungs and your kidneys. Oh, that's really scary. And um, my chest all filled up with fluid and I was in the hospital for three days with that. What, that wasn't in Seattle, was it? Yes. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. So when I got back, I had let the gym go because it was after the fire and I was moving. Right. So I started going to the new Heartworks which is part of a um, 
a, a group that does a lot of natural healing and um, herbal remedies and natural things. And they had a little bit different attitude about it. But the first thing you had to do was go through six weeks of um, being hooked up to heart monitors while you did, we had, I think, six different machines. We had a treadmill, a bike, an arm crank, a Nordic track, and uh, some kind of weight thing that you pushed. And I started going there at the request of my doctor. And I liked it. Well, I didn't really like it, <laughs> but, but I went. And then pretty soon I found the fact that I had to discipline myself to get up and to get dressed and showered and get in my car and go at a certain time and the fact that I had to pay for it. Yeah. Um, I found it fit into my routine and I started kind of gearing my life around that. And I made friends with people at the gym and they were all um, super seniors like I am. And we had a lot in common. Uh, a lot of misinformation about older people that people assume things that they shouldn't assume totally and so psychologically it made me feel better to go psychologically i felt i had some self-discipline and some self-control yeah over my health it put structure in your life around yes. your health yeah yes and the more i went the better i felt yeah i I started out doing five minutes on each machine. We'd go for an hour. Okay. Um, and then I graduated and then from that program. And so they put me into a program where I can go anytime I want and do whatever I want. And I no longer have to wear all the monitors. Okay. Yeah. And that made me feel really good. Sounds kind of childish, but... No way! Felt, you accomplished I something. Felt really good that I had accomplished something. Yeah. Then the gym went bankrupt. A misery. Just quite recently, and they have had to move over to Memorial Hospital, which is quite a drive for me. Yeah. So I kind of stopped going because they were closed for three weeks. But now I go back, and I go two days a week. And. Um, She's doing, since we don't have all our machines working, we're doing um, a 15-minute class. And we do chair yoga. Okay. While our little physical therapist leads us. And I really like that. So then my daughter, Andrea, your Aunt Andrea, bought a piece of equipment for her bedroom called the mirror. Oh, tonal. The, the mirror that, like, instructs you. Yes. Okay. And I didn't like the idea because I felt like there was this big thing watching me. Mm -hmm. But after I did it once, then I really did like it. So I do chair yoga in her room now. Okay. Hmm. I've tried a couple of the strength programs and I don't do well with them. Okay. So I just moved on mm -hmm. and I do the chair yoga. And um, then at, at the gym, we did balloons and or balls under our arms okay for like a resistance and our resistance mm -hmm. and I did okay with that but then we used an elastic strap 
and I don't do well at that. <laughs> and it made me hurt, made my shoulders and neck hurt. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> my purpose is not to hurt myself. My purpose is really more psychological than anything. That's one of my favorite parts about working out. Um, I just feel better about myself. Um, and if I do a little bit better each time, and then she encourages this by saying, you don't have, this isn't a race, this is not a sprint. Yeah. This is a way of life. Don't, if you don't, don't let it hurt you. Stop. Yeah. And um, we're going to move into a new facility that will have better machines. And I intend to keep going as long as I can. Yeah. Because being old is very degrading in a lot of ways. People think you can't do things. Absolutely. That, that you really... Can. And you're constantly sh proving them wrong. Well, maybe so. I found out something interesting. This is going off track a little bit. At our wonderful trip to New York, mm -hmm. people don't talk to you if you're in a wheelchair. Oh, interesting. I'm a very gregarious person. I like people. And I usually always meet everybody when I'm traveling yeah. and talk to people. Sometimes I come home with a whole bunch of business cards. But people don't stop and talk to you. In a wheelchair. In a wheelchair. It's a whole different view of the world looking up at everyone. Interesting. And people are afraid to talk to you because they're afraid they'll say the wrong thing. Is it the same if you have a walker? I haven't used my walk. I do have a walker that um, I took to Texas with me. And it doesn't seem to be that way because you're eye level with everybody okay yeah because i think it's, you were sitting in an uh in a walker when we I were working out right yes yeah i took i took it it has a seat on it yeah um annie and michael bought it for me and it doesn't seem to be that there's something about people being way lower than you and lily has experienced of course yeah if you somebody is way down low people are awkward mm -hmm. and yeah. they don't want to say the wrong thing which is reasonable, but still becoming invisible as an in, option yeah. is not, or as the other option is inappropriate. One of the things about being a super senior and an older person, you shouldn't judge. Old age is part of life. Right. And it should be a continuous journey, not when you're 65, cut it off. Right. Um, so what advice do you have for an older person who feels like they want to start working out, but they feel intimidated? Give it a try. Go. Just go. Just, just start. Go. I just love that go. advice. <laughs> just get just started. Just go. All right. Um, and is there anything like in the fitness industry, if you can even call it that at this point, that you would like to see change to accommodate older folks? One thing is getting there. Okay. So mm -hmm. transportation and transportation location. Transportation is real. Location and transportation. Um, it's hard because... Not too many people my age drive. Right. And um, even going clear across town is more of an effort for me. But I just leave earlier and take my time. But transportation is a big part of it. That and affordability. I, my Medicare ran out after I put in the first six weeks. 
Really? Oh. And so they only give you six weeks of physical training. Yeah. That, and that's what they give you for physical therapy also. When I had my knees, my knees, you know. I that had, is not even close to long enough. No, I had my uh, orthotic shots in my knees. Mm -hmm. And they said I should go to physical therapy. Well, I'm very fortunate because I have the money to do that. Mm -hmm. But Medicare only pays a very small percentage of it. And there, again, how do I get there? I'm just lucky genetically in every way. I think that you might be discounting your constant push and also that you, um, what I've seen is that you self-advocate better than most people that I've ever met. You go to the doctor when they say, well, you don't need your knees to work because you're too old. You go, yeah, I do. I want to live my life. And then they, and you self-advocate and you make it work. I do, but nowadays in this particular period of time, in our civilization you have to do that absolutely but you see i have the advantage of having you kids i have i have andrew and michael who are young and who encourage me and andrea works in a hospital and so she pushes me oh so we're just wondering, like, what are uh, people's response when you tell them that you work out? I mean, like, it's been interesting because I thought that I I could influence some of my friends to go. Okay. I have not succeeded. Okay. <laughs> so that it, that's the same at all ages. That's just that's <laughs> universal. Is it? Yeah, people. Yeah. It's like impossible to get people to come work out with you. Yeah. Well, I even volunteered to go pick up Phyllis, for instance, okay. my oldest friend. Mm -hmm. um, she said, I, I don't want to get tired doing that. When you get when you get through, you have nothing. Okay. And so what's your response I, to that? I, yeah. So it's the old story of, um, is it the end or is it the beginning or is it, you know, yeah. um, you have to have something to show for it. Right. Right, and at the end of a workout, you don't necessarily no, have like don't, a thing. No, you don't, except you're tired and hot. Right. Uh-huh. So I've had, I've not had good luck with in, influencing anybody. I haven't gotten anybody to go with me. I get the impression based on your, do you feel differently about that, though? Oh, I do feel differently okay. about that. Uh, Elvis, I, I, I think you said hi to me, and I just completely ignored you. I did, away. thank oh, you so okay. much. I love you. Okay, <laughs> sorry, I just came in from the garden, and I smell like, you smell like garden. Dog. That is wonderful. Yeah, yeah, and all sorts of things. All right, I hope that's okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's so sweet. So that my impression is that you feel like you do get something out of it, then that it's not. Oh, I do, and it's like I, I said to you. For me, and particularly during the pandemic, because we were a medical gym, mm -hmm. we stayed open. Right. All they did was we have to wear masks. Okay. We had to, they cut down the number almost in half of the people in the class. Oh, wow. Well, and then they got into financial trouble. So they cut down from, there were eight of us, and then we had to say so far apart that they took out some of the machines and there went the money. Right, right. And that's why they went bankrupt. Yeah. Oh, that's such a bummer. That's yeah. Big. Yeah. So, um, 
It's funny because a lot of people, even ironically, our age, say, yeah, yeah, working out, it's, it's great, but eventually when you get older, it becomes dangerous. What is your response to that? Well, dangerous. Everything you do is dangerous. <laughs> that response. That might be the best response of all time. <laughs> because it's true. Well, it's true. I could fall right off those stairs any time. Right. No, I, I think you have to use a lot of common sense. Mm-hmm. Just plain old common sense. Obviously, I am not going to do the lift machine like the 200-pound man, man in front of me. He may have had a heart attack, too, but he's stronger than I am. Right. So, and like, know your limits. So, you have to know your limits and accept them. Mm-hmm. I, I was happy when I got past five minutes on it. Now, for one of you kids, that would not even be a warm-up. But it's me. Right. Mm-hmm. You have to accept yourself as an individual. And now I'm up to seven minutes, and I think that's pretty good. No, I love that. I always say uh, strength is subjective because it's really common for one lifter to, um, like one person working out, uh, to compare themselves to the person next to them. But I happen to have a unique perspective because I'm a really small woman who tends to work out with really large men. And so there's no way that I'm going to lift what a 280-pound former uh, football player is going to lift, right? But like... I can lift with them and I can work out with them and we can still have a great time together. But like, if I try to lift what he can do, it's gonna either be really embarrassing or not work, right? Well, another thing that I found is funny in this senior exercise program that I'm in, the men are very competitive, even the old men. (laughs) (laughs) And they just make me laugh because they're working away trying to beat the guy next to me, you know. <laughs> but they all like to sit next to me because I can't do half what they can do. <laughs> it makes them feel real good. They're pedaling away and going at it and everything, but women women and men are different. You know? Right, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so we've got uh, a little rapid fire section to finish okay. us off today. You wanna take one at a time? Okay, yeah, for okay. sure. Um, so people at the gym often said that like an empty gym is heaven just by yourself would you rather train by yourself or with with uh with other people around with other people around okay uh music or no music hmm? music or no music music okay all right uh do you have a favorite exercise or movement um i don't like any of them okay <laughs> <laughs> um do you have a pre-workout ritual I try to stretch. Okay. I do uh, three stretches. One for the back of my leg, one for my calf, and one just where I go up under my heels. Okay. I do one where I hold my leg back that way. Um, one with my leg, this leg back and my heel. Um, I do stretch, and I stretch every night before I go to bed. I wish oh. I could get that. I wish I could get all of my athletes to do that. Well, I do that because I use... I, I still do to a certain extent, but not as bad as I did, have cramps in my legs. And mm-hmm. I find that by stretching before I go to bed, it helps that a lot. Okay, I love that. Amazing. 
Uh, okay, and the part of the workout I look forward to most is? Seeing who's there. Okay. Okay, okay. Um, and uh, we have a section called Media Corner about what we're reading or watching right now that we're excited about. Um, I know you're an avid reader. I've always admired this about you. Um, what are you reading or watching right now that you're excited about? I am excited about a book called Nomad, Nomad's Lot. Okay, so what's that about? Land, nomad's, nomad's Land. Okay. It is a, a book about people living in their vans oh, right now. Okay. okay. And traveling from place to place. Okay. It's a nonfiction book. It's on the bestseller list right now. Um, it's about people who say they're not homeless because they have a van or a camper or something. Mm -hmm. But they barely are making it. It's shocking because they go from being, they can't get jobs because they're over 65. Oh, okay. And people are not hiring people over 65. This is a young, because oh. of technology. I mean, you think about it, Brian, and you know, any high paying job, you have to know technology. Sure. And that's holding back a lot of it. Yet, the highest employer of people over 65 that live in the campers, which you do see all over the place, is Amazon. Whoa, interesting. So they drive for Amazon? No, they oh. work the warehouses and they do work they should never have to do. Like really physical. Oh, I hate that. Really, they have warehouses in Arizona that are several football fields long. Yeah. And these older people have to do trolleys and sort packages. And it's particularly seasonal at Christmas time, for sure. instance. And Amazon is the biggest hire. The other job they get are uh, campground directors, hosts, that too is seasonal. Hmm. But they just move from one place to the other. These these people she, she interviewed are not that unhappy. They're a little bit quirky. Okay. Anyway. They'd be pretty quirky to know about around. And they um, have, have made, they have made a social society. They've connected with each other and they moved from camp to camp burning man was an example it started okay. out as that um but anyway that's the book i'm reading right now oh wow okay cool. all right that's an intense book very intense yeah. andy's reading it all for me she doesn't like it at all but i thought it was pretty <laughs> <bad reading. laughs> okay cool thank you so much for doing this this was okay. really fun do you have any questions very for fun. us about any of this stuff no, I just think it's interesting you're doing it. <laughs> afraid, you're afraid. Afraid you're, there's going to be stairs. Afraid there's not going to be an elevator. Afraid you can't pass the driver's test because it's computerized. And, you know, there is such a thing nowadays, as there always has been, to ask for help. <laughs> um, but, see, older people are afraid to try anything new, and everything is new now. Right. You know, I go to a restaurant and you have to order off some little squiggly thing with your phone. Right, yeah, the QR code. I can't I even figure that, that out. Mm, yeah. I couldn't figure that out at a football well, game of his. Think about something yeah, like me. But people are nice. I say, I don't understand this. Give me a menu. Right. Like, okay. But I love that. Uh, so, wait, say that again. Fear of failure. 
fear of your body letting you down. Okay. Because I, at this point in my life, I'm, my balance is just a little bit askewed. I've had shots in both of my knees. Yeah. Six different shots in both of my knees. And I, and the solution is hold on to something or someone. <laughs> right. You know? Like they're just, solvable. They're solvable. I love that. If you can let your pride I'm proud to be 90, almost 91. You should be. So I don't let that much stop me. But there again, you guys, I am unbelievably fortunate. But part of that is luck and a lot of that is work. I don't know, but I just think, I think I'm very lucky. <laughs> you know, I'm lucky to live here. Now I could sit and cry and say my house burned down, you know, blah, 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 blah. That's in the past, right. and I cannot do anything about it. Right. But I, this is not bad. <laughs> it definitely gets worse than this. It's not bad. It seems yeah. pretty good, yeah. You know, and the kids are wonderful to me. Mm-hmm. And I get to see you guys, and I get to go to a barbecue this afternoon. I mean, it's going to be so fun. It hmm. is going to be so fun. The coolest thing for Sean. What'd you get? surprise you too it's not okay okay and that's something that you would eat but okay but it is it is fun you can't give you know what are you gonna give sean it's really hard to give him gifts we adopted him a whale Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's a perfect thing right it just says sean all over (laughs) it's like the thing yeah Yeah. um and this morning we went out to point reyes can i find that i can i mean i have it but she doesn't like watching videos on tiny phones Uh, oh sure that makes sense um we were, uh, and it's like, it's hard to see too, because it's like in the little thing yeah. on the bottom. Um, so, uh, Point Reyes, um, do you yeah. know Tamales Point, the like big point that goes out? I took photography out there. Okay, so did I. <laughs> but not a class. I just go out there with a picture, with a camera. I got to take a photography class with Ernest Braun, who works for National Geographic. Sure. And I, and I stayed at the senior center, out, or the, the service center out there, in my first ever sleeping bag. Really? Yes, and I didn't know anything about it. Never, ever. I'd always been Marjorie Knoll, mother of five, wife of Bob Knoll. And that was the first time you were like, I'm going to go be myself. I ever did anything by myself. Hmm. Nobody would help me. Everybody thought it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I went to Kmart and bought a cheap sleeping bag. Don't ever buy cheap sleeping bags. No, cheap sleeping bags are a bummer. <laughs> and so it was a real bummer. Right. But I went out there and... We cooked in a communal kitchen, and nobody knew who I was. And that must have been liberating as heck. I loved it. I'd go up and down the beach and take pictures of bubbles and all kinds of cool stuff. And Do you still have Lemon any of those Tour. pictures? Lemon Tour is amazing. I love yeah. Lemon Tour. I just loved it. And I had such a great time out there. Yeah. No, all my pictures burned up. Oh, of course. They were hard copy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I miss Limitor a lot. Uh, I've been struggling with a knee injury since Honduras. You have? Yeah, it was a pretty serious one. Um, what did you do? Uh, I swam. Uh-huh. Uh, we're not totally sure. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like a moment, right? There wasn't like a time that it okay. popped yeah, and I then know. I was like, oh, something's wrong. No, I know. It just got progressively worse. Um, something with the flippers and the diving um, put like, um, it puts uneven pressure on your knees. And uh, nobody ever taught me to kick, which I didn't know was a thing, right? Like you just go in the water and you kick. But when you have big flippers on and you're swimming for 10 hours a day, 
it adds up when you don't know how to kick. And when you have big flippers on, you have to kick from your hip. Oh, and I, I kick that. from my knee and my ankle. And so what I actually ended up doing, I think, is that uh, I just hyperextended my knee mm-hmm. a whole bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and something about the tracking within my knee hasn't gone back to normal. And so I can't walk on sand. Um, and so He's... he and I would normally go out to the beach like every single weekend. Yeah. But we haven't been able to go out to the beach because I can't walk on sand. Um, since we got back the two Knees days before my birthday. Bummer. Knees are a real bummer. I'm hoping that by the time I'm like in my 50s, they'll have like technology that's like amazing for knees. Well, it's pretty good right now. It's getting better. Before we went to New York, you know, I, I went down and got these shots in my knees. I had to have a series of six, three in each knee. And they put a big, big needle right into... It sounds brutal. It is. Yeah. Right in where your meniscus should be, but yeah. there isn't any in my knee anymore. Okay. And then they shoot it through orthopex, which is rooster comb. You know, the cartilage that a rooster comb is. Oh, it's you, that's a, literally that. Yeah, and then they shoot it in your knees. Whoa. Isn't that absolutely wild? Yeah, that's one of the craziest things I've ever heard. Oh my gosh, but I still want to tell you about this. So we okay. walked out to the end of Tamales Point. I love it. Okay. And we're like watching the waves and stuff. And I can show you the video if you want, um, because I have the drone, the little helicopter dude. Yeah. And uh, we're like sitting there, we're just watching the waves and the Did birds. Did you see that little bird fly up? Mm-hmm. He's making a nest in there. Oh, I love that collection. Go, yeah. collection, yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we, I think he noticed that there were just humpbacks in the surf. And then we noticed that there were like five or six of them. And they were just breaching, and there was, like, uh, obviously a mom and a baby, like, playing in the oh. kelp. Yeah. And so we flew the little drone out there to, like, look down in the water and see them, because you can see them up close. But even from the shore, you can just... It, they were, like, right there. Uh, it was just absolutely glorious. We had stood out there for, like, an hour. It's why I called you so late, because we were out out there, and we were like, we can't leave. They're still no. going. Like, yeah. And then eventually it was like, okay, seriously, we need to get back in the car. It's beautiful out there. It's beautiful, beautiful out there. It was just amazing it was just yeah. absolutely amazing and there was like playing in the, in the like they were playing in the kelp yeah. so like they were up on the surface for a long time yep it was like shallow it seemed like so they weren't like diving deep or anything yeah and they were coming up That's over cool. and over and over it was just amazing yeah. so anyway i'll let you get uh I showered and stuff since we're gonna see all right so that was the interview with my grandma it was like so much fun and, um, you know, she's not currently a coach and you can't really work with her because she's 91. Um, but where can people find you and what are you doing right now that they might be able to jump into? I mean, I really do want to just now figure out if your grandma will coach me. Uh, this seems hella fun. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I am a coach. Um, and you can find me. Uh, Wait, do you want to do the arm balloon resistance or the leg balloon resistance? I'm all leg balloon resistance. I don't skip leg balloon day. <laughs> uh... <laughs> You can find me, I have uh, Coach Brian Wilbur, you can find me on Instagram at uh, coach.b.wilbur. Um, and there's some information on there about uh, camps that are coming up on June 7th, 14th, and 21st. Um, and then if you want to work with me... Uh, wait, 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 wait. Can you talk about those camps a little bit? Oh, totally. Uh, so you've got two different kinds of camps, right? Yeah, two different kinds of camp. I have um, an athletic performance camp, which is just... If you're whatever sport you're 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 passionate about, um, this is to increase your your ability to perform and, and have a lot of fun in that. Um, increase jump, you know, the kind of typical jumping, jumping, sprinting, 
staying healthy, being strong. Become an awesome athlete. Become an awesome athlete. Kind of the tools, the training tools starter kit to go and do that. Okay. Um, and then I have a specific uh, football O-line, D-line uh, camp as well, which is if you're looking to get ready for a football season, um, that's going to be the move. Um, okay. With more specific training tailored for, for football players. Um, and those are four days long, uh, broken up into four. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. How long each day? Uh, an hour a day. So okay. the athletic performance one goes from 10 to 11. The uh, O-line, D-line football camp goes from uh, 11 to noon. Okay. And uh, the athletic performance is for 6th through ninth graders. So you're going to be in 6th grade or to ninth grade next year. Um, would be appropriate. And then um, the O-line, D-line is open to, to any anybody that plays that's looking to play padded football next year. So. Okay. Okay, awesome. And uh, they can also work one-on-one -on -one with you or in semi-privates if they don't want to join a camp or if those times are warm for them. Totally. Okay, so. cool. And all that information is on the website. All the information is on, on the website, um, which is... The Resilient Strength. <laughs> that life. life. Um, all right. And uh, you can definitely come train at the Resilient Strength. We do have space for open gym um, right now. Uh, I am still not taking on any new one-on-one -on -one athletes, um, but we do have a class on Thursdays at 5. Um, so if you've want, been wanting to train here and you are local to the Bay, I'd love to have you join class. That's for literally anyone, even if you've never touched a barbell before. Brian's flexing at me and it's very distracting. Um, you go to class. You do go to class. Um, you'll also get to hang out with Brian. He'll be training with you. How fun. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been growing. It's been cool. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, you can do that with me. Um, I also am taking on a very limited, uh, possibly even just one more, uh, remote athlete. And that means I send you programming, you send me videos, we work together in a remote fashion. Um, usually I end up actually sending videos back because I really like, uh, having like a personal relationship with my athletes, even if we're not in the same room. Um, so you can jump in on any of those and all the information's on the website, or you can find me on Instagram at hollyxresilient. Um, and in my bio, you'll find a link for the website. You'll also find a link for the gym or my nature porn account if you were interested in that drony video stuff that we were talking about earlier. Um, and then you can shoot me an email at theresilientstrength at gmail.com um, if you're interested in anything else or if you just want to say hi. Cool. That's pretty much it, right? That's it. Links, links will be in the uh, show notes. Yeah, totally. Don't click on them if you're driving. Unless mm -hmm. you drive real good with your knee. Yeah. Um, and... I think that's it. Like I think the end of this should be uh, and hug your grandma. Yes. <laughs> if that's an option for you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. I mean, you can hug my grandma. I did twice. 